0: You're listening to Beyond the Sermon, the podcast of First Methodist Church in Collingswood, New Jersey. On this podcast, the goal is not just to share our sermons, but to go beyond the sermon and talk about what we're learning and what God is doing in us and in our community. The conversation you're about to jump into is the second half of our conversation with Jonathan Schwem. Uh, So if you didn't listen to the first half last week, which talks about how Jonathan uh, came to be part of First Methodist Church and what he's excited about God doing in the life of our congregation, make sure you go back and listen to that episode and then jump in uh, to this episode today. As always, you can find more information about our church at fumccollingswood.org. Thanks for listening. We draw a picture. Uh.
1: <laughs> this goes to what, what you said triggered something in my mind. So we, we have scripture and we have to talk about Jesus of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus of the ancient past when mm-hmm. he was with God at creation. Jesus, when he's with us you know, in, in ancient Israel times. So Jesus of the past, Jesus of the past. We all, we all understand Jesus of the past. Mm-hmm. We also all understand Jesus of the future from revelation, mm-hmm. you know, and, or we try to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So, so we have that, you know, Jesus of the past, Jesus of the future. And that's kind of what, you know, a lot of times I have my mindset on is like, mm-hmm. what did he do? What will he do? Mm-hmm. But that's not the point because like, as you said, like Jesus, there's a Jesus of the now, Like where two or three are gathered, I'm, you know, he's there. Jesus now is what I've been really trying to wrap my head around and, Mm -hmm. and, and not tap into like, there's something now, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, like
2: figure it out. Participate with in the now instead of appreciating the now, Uh I mean the past, hoping for the future, Mm -hmm. but also the excitement of what is he doing now?
0: Yeah. Because because that's how we engage with people, right? Mm -hmm. I don't engage with you. In the future, and I may have engaged with you in the past, but all we have is now. Exactly. And and that's when, that's how, that's where God pours his grace out, is Mm -hmm. in this moment. He gives us grace for each moment. Jesus is available to us in the moment. He Mm -hmm. wants to relate to us now.
1: And he wants to do a work in you now. And like looking ahead right or for those of us who are planners right planning 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 Mm -hmm. uh planning the trip Mm -hmm. um but then you get on you get to the trip and then if you're planning the next trip you're missing yeah Mm -hmm. that beautiful thing that you just planned so i've been trying to wrap my head around the jesus of the now and that's what will happen when i would text somebody at like 4 a.m like hey did you just read this thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i text you back five hours later and say no i just read it now <laughs> uh, uh,
1: and so another thought that came to me uh this week so thanks to our pastoral staff. I've been reading the Old Testament, particularly Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. I <laughs> 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 kind of skipped over most
0: of Leviticus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, I gave uh, you permission to do that. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm in Deuteronomy now, and this week I hit Deuteronomy 14, and um, like the sec the towards the end of that, there's a section on tithing. So it's like, sorry, verse 22. Jeremy's going to pull it up.
2: Well, yeah. That's a two-parter. We can read as much scripture as we want. <laughs> there we go. Be sure to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine, and oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. But if that place is too distant, and you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithe, because the place where the Lord will choose to put his name is so far away, then exchange your tithe for silver, and take the silver with you, and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Use the silver to buy whatever you like, cattle, sheep, wine, or other fermented drink, or anything you wish. Then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. And do not neglect the Levites living in your towns, for they have no allotment or inheritance of their own. At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your towns, so that the Levites, who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and the foreigners... The fatherless and the widows who live in your towns may come and eat and be satisfied, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs> uh,
1: so what what jumped out to me this week was this concept of your tithe being something that you share with your family, you share with the Levites, you share with the widows and orphans, and you share with God. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm taking what I earn and just give it out. Mm. But he's, he's he, you know, maybe there's other scripture, like I'm not scriptural authority guy. But, you know, I read this and I, and I kind of relate it to what we're doing with the, uh, our neighbors at the food pantry. Is like we're inviting them in. We're sharing our food. Like we rarely have to buy food. This is food being donated from our congregation, from our neighbors, from other congregations that we're sharing, and so we're inviting them in and we're sharing with them monthly because that's how we're starting out. Up until I read this verse, I thought you know the tithe was is just ten percent of your your money going going to church. In my case, and some people believe it's a chari- Any charitable organization counts, but like it, this is pretty clear. It's like you eat with me. It's unambiguous.
0: Yeah, God says, bring it all in Yeah. and have a party. Yeah. Right? Like, this is for you to be a joyful, celebratory thing in the presence of God. Yeah. And I love it. It says, like, and if you live too far away, mm-hmm. well, just sell what you would have brought, bring the money, buy what you like. Yeah. Buy drink whatever you choice. You like. Drink wine, a drink, whichever yeah. fermented drink you want. Yeah. And so. enjoy it in my presence. Yeah, it's so it, cool to me. It's so different than we we ever think about it.
1: Yeah, it's different than what I even understood it to be for years. And so, like, I hadn't read this or thought of this until this week. And then we've been doing this model with the pantry since beginning of December. So now it's only January. So it's two months. But anyway, yeah, two months of going through this process of like re. Uh, Imagining what a food pantry can be, didn't realize this is what God had intended back Mm. a few thousand years ago for us to do. We just didn't read the manual. (laughs)
0: Well, and and our our culture has shifted, our economy has shifted. I, at least, you know, Collingswood, borough laws, I can't have chickens and flocks in my backyard to bring them into the church. That's cost you. <laughs> Don't talk about my kids that way. But like so part of it is like the the shift in the economy, right? We mm-hmm. we we now operate as well, I was going to say a cash economy, but it's not even cash yeah. most of the time now. And, and there are other places in scripture that talk about tithing in a little bit different, but the idea was it was to be an offering that supported the the mm-hmm. people who yeah. were Ministering before God, but also that was enjoyed in the presence of God yeah. and shared freely with those in need.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've heard others' opinions, and maybe I've shared this sometimes too. Like it feels like when offering plate goes around, they're just asking, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to to fund the operations of the mm-hmm. church, and that's not what we're about. Like it is important that Pastor Scott and Jeremy have clothes. You know, like that's important, right?
2: For your sake, <laughs> Yes, <laughs>
1: and their families can survive. like that's very important, but that's n- not it. You know we're we're called by scripture to to share mm-hmm. with those who are ministering to us one and then also our families mm-hmm. and those who don't have families anymore, mm-hmm. who are part of our family. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know, Jeremy, if you read this in the three year three-year plan Uh if they included foreigners in that scripture Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know so those who don't necessarily are are not a part of your family but they're living amongst you in the Mm -hmm. three-year plan like i don't you know don't necessarily say like oh we should only be doing the food pantry every three years i'm not getting at that i'm just getting at like hey the, the idea is you know share it like because i don't know if the translations are different but it's like eat this in the presence of God with, with others. Like that says you eat this. Like that's the instruction to the, the person who is giving, don't just give away and not participate. And so that's what I see happening at it, here at first church is that we have participation in ministry,
2: this, uh, this is reminding me when we talk about gathering together and, and sharing and kind of what we bring to the table. And it's not just offering plates for lights and pastor salary. And the the, the beginning of the church, right, in Acts 2 after Pentecost, uh, where it talks about what the early earliest church did, essentially, in 42, where it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching mm-hmm. and to fellowship Fellowship, to the breaking of bread, Mm -hmm. Methodists have carried that very well, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need mm-hmm. every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who were being saved. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to me, it's the like, there was no limit. There wasn't a, they sold 10% of their property, for believers and those that may have more need within the body and then those that had need outside of the body. But like, it was all in mm-hmm. situation. And, and, you know, even later you talk uh, about Lord asked giving that we give with generous hearts. There's not a 10% tithe in certain scripture and in, in new Testament. It's just like generously giving. And so sometimes I think when we've talked about tithes before on the podcast of like 10%, is like a great goal, and that's like what's what's been mandated percentage-wise in the past, but it's also not the limit. It's not you did 10, and that's it, and it has to go to... But like there's limitless possibilities and ways in which we're able to use what God has provided us. There's freedom,
0: right? There's freedom to give more. Yeah, yeah that sounds like the kind of community I want to be a part of. Yeah, right? And the kind of community that is going to draw other people in close to the heart of god i hope i hope they feel welcome and that you know they belong that's that's what
1: drew me in back in 2007 so the best
0: i can do is do the same for others so Mm. anything uh you were wanting to say that you didn't get the chance to i have this whole thought about prayer but go for it worst
2: case scenario it's on the cutting room floor but it's better to have the conversation than
0: to not have it oh. at <laughs> all. And now you're going to tell Jeremy and I anyway, so you might as well tell the podcast. <laughs> Jennifer always said, like, think about what you say before you say it. No.
1: <laughs> so on the uh, wake-up call, kind of going along with what you're doing, Scott, right now with fasting and praying, is not lockstep,
0: which is nice. Yeah.
1: It's really nice. That's not one.
0: Not lock, not in lockstep. It's not, like, it's not like the same thing I'm preaching is the same thing J.D.'s saying in the wake-up call. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, but when he it, announced that he was thinking about doing this series here in January and into February, that was kind of the part of Jesus getting the ball rolling yeah. in my heart and mind about doing it, too.
1: Yeah, and so like what what Scott's saying about fast, in his Fast Forward uh, series is not the same as what J.D. is talking about in his, but they relate. You know, J.D.'s talking a, a lot about fasting and, like, reprogramming our minds to know, like, what fasting is. And then J.D. also did this thing before about prayer. And I feel like he's going to get into giving
0: mm-hmm.
1: soon. I don't know. Maybe. So he he was talking about prayer. His point was, like, uh, the verse of Matthew, I don't remember the address of it right now. But, like, when you pray, you know, go, go into your room, close your door, and and pray to your father in, in secret and he will hear and continue yeah. on. Don't pray like the hypocrites do with lots of words and all that, how to pray. And so J.D. was talking about, like, it. it you, you seem to be called to set up a space, like a prayer room, like a physical room, to pray, which is nice. I I can yeah. see that. But I, it didn't really sit well with me, like having a, a specific room. Because something just kept nudging me about like what about the the verses about um the way you were supposed to treat your body like your body is is a a temple like or jesus with the woman at the well he says you know hey there will be a time where you don't have to worship god in jerusalem or at the temple Mm -hmm. you know and i can't i wish i had that verse in front of me
0: but what do what yeah, you because say? he says then the the time is coming when those who worship will worship in spirit and in truth yeah in
1: spirit and in truth, yeah, so you don't have to go to a John for a place and Paul also writes I think Paul writes about you know your your bodies, and so that got me thinking about like well, what if the prayer room you know it could be a room, oh oh jeez, okay, this is what really got me thinking, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Jesus tells his disciples that, you know, towards the end of his life, you know, I'm going to go to my father. My father's house has many rooms. I'm going to prepare a room mm-hmm. for you. And I was, so all this stuff is bouncing around, right? So, like, prayer room doesn't have to be your room. You don't have to go somewhere to worship Jesus. What if Jesus is talking about he's preparing a place in us? Mm. Like, there's Jesus in you. There's Jesus in you. There's Jesus in the guy I don't like. Mm-hmm. There's Jesus in the person who annoys me. There's Jesus in all these rooms, all these people. I mean, Jesus said he came for everyone. Like, there's no ambiguity in all. It's three letters and it means everything. <laughs> so, yeah. So, recap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we say we have Jesus inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus could be inside of everybody. Like, he wants to be inside. of, He wants to have a relationship with everybody. This so whole prayer
0: room idea, what if it's like prayer body? <laughs> I mean, logically, I can follow it. You know, if we are the temple of the spirit, we together, not just any one of us, yeah. but we together, then in a sense, like, we are each a room. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Jeremy? So, yeah, as believers,
2: being spirit-filled, though though every person is created in the image of God, I don't, you know, to... to Go to someone else as this metaphorical room to 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 receive help in in this prayer, to have a, a healthy space to host this prayer. Yeah, absolutely being with other believers and and going to that. Um I I you know, the more traditional interpretation, and I don't think we can't hold both at the same time. The the more traditional interpretation is like more focused on your intention and your heart behind the prayer. Are you doing it mm-hmm. for others to think that you're smarter than your mm-hmm. of yourself, or that you're so pious and better than them, and you don't sin as much and you're more righteous? Um, but like this should be between you and God, um, and, and that's kind of the the host. But I I love so as a person. I'll I'll share this on the podcast. It's a podcast exclusive. As a person with a prayer room, only because I never anticipated being blessed with enough space that I didn't know what to do with it. And so at the Parsonage, we have a room up uh, in the attic that I've just designated a prayer room. Bare minimum has some Christian art that I've collected hanging up. It has uh, the gossip chair, uh, ironically. (laughs) We <laughs> heard my sermon way back when um, is in there with a Bible a clock uh, a, a kneeling chair I didn't know those were a thing kneeling chairs it's like supposed to be great for your back posture and a, and a, and a prayer rug as well and uh, just wanted to create a space because I get distracted very easily by infinite things so a space where I could leave my phone out of it I don't lose track of time because I have that available but it's also a smart clock so if I want like white noise to block out the world or if I want worship music to sing like it's just been such a holy mm-hmm. space for that that like has been helpful for me personally with just how my mind works and so uh you're welcome to use it at any time jonathan but also listeners only don't tell your friends you are welcome to come and use <laughs> the pyramid at any time uh and I'm, geniuses I'm, on its way but no i th- i think the the beauty of of what you've conceptualized, where like, it's available everywhere, but not just available everywhere where you are as an individual personally, which we know we can meet God anywhere. Thank God it's not in a temple locked up and we have Mm -hmm. to all of those things. But but the beauty and the fruitfulness of praying with one another, Mm -hmm. of joining together where two or three are gathered, right? (laughs) Making that being, just being intentional about that because mm-hmm. I think it's very much like when you think communal prayer, you think church and okay, we're together pastor does the good job because he can pray the longest and the most eloquently. And then we're at Bible study and whoever's leading Bible study is usually the one to lead prayer for that. And so to like be intentional with one-on-one or or two or three where we're meeting with other spirit-filled people, where like God can, you know, meet us there and potentially speak things into our lives that we wouldn't have gotten. Mm -hmm. And God can use those other people because within us is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Mm -hmm. And so, why can't God use that in, in our prayer life as well? And so, I yeah. really I really love that idea that you've brought up.
1: I don't have a, a prayer room, and I think they're really helpful, you know. And um, I
2: never thought I'd have. One.
1: Yeah, <laughs> where do you get the space? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. You know. but yeah, this is it's got me thinking, like, not um, just closing your eyes, and mm-hmm. there you are with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one-on-one at that point. And then when you connect with others, it makes it even more exciting.
0: Yeah, and I think it still goes along with that idea of go in, close the door behind you. The The idea there being that we're not standing out, you know, in some corner of mm-hmm. the temple or out on the street corner or whatever, praying these prayers out loud, which we're really praying for the people around us to hear, than yeah. we are for God to hear. Although if God hears too, you know, so much the better. But as long as we look good doing mm-hmm. it, then mm-hmm. you know that's really what matters. And so Jesus wants to make a space within us to to meet with us, to converse with us, to have that kind of um, some will call it like a conversational intimacy yeah. where we're praying, we're hearing from Jesus. Back and forth, and that relationship is developed. He shows us uh, who more of who he's calling us to be. He's doing that work of helping us to surrender. Mm-hmm. He's 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 sanctifying us. Right? He's making us holy. He's making us like himself. The more we spend that time with him, one on one, and 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 in that secret place within our souls. Mm-hmm. And
1: oftentimes that's at like two and two in the morning mm. for me <laughs> <Sure
0: was less>. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and and twofold uh, our young people are very good at sending me tiktoks and asking me my thoughts on them they're like what does the bible have to say about this uh and one recently was it was a famous person talking about like according to the four gospels that like they'll tell you are true about Jesus. And I always have to go through with our students and young adults and whoever talking about that topic of like, well, the supposed gospels from after are hundreds of years later. Mm -hmm. And when they don't match the character of Jesus that we have in the more accurate closer to his lifetime gospels, then why would we believe this new information Two to five hundred years later, that doesn't match up with him, and so I think, in the in the same heart, where when we come and we meet with people, and you don't want to be like, well, if this person says it and they're a Christian, then it must be the words of God directly to me. Like there, uh, some churches you can get to that place where as soon as you know someone says it, then it's sure infallibility. But that because we have. Uh, scripture in our one on one time, right? And, and we know him from his word, and then he, we know him from our relationship with him, that we have that better discernment from the spirit of, wait a second, this doesn't sound like Jesus uh, as as I know him to be true in scriptures. And so, I don't want anyone to be worried of like, the what if I get led astray by praying with someone that might have the best of intentions, but, but that like, if you're doing all of the components, not just doing one of like, I don't need to read the Bible because I'm surrounded by a bunch of Christians that are willing to pray for me. Then it's like the, okay, but then you're missing out on how God has revealed himself Mm -hmm. in his word. And so when you put all of them together, I think you you just get a more fuller picture of God, exactly what we talked about earlier, of not just in Scripture of God, what he's done in the past and what he tells us he's going to do in the future, but also to fully embrace and, and get to enjoy the Jesus mm-hmm. of now.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's always going to be consistent with who he's been. And who he's going to be, Alpha Omega. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So the Jesus we meet today is never going to contradict the Jesus we see in Scripture, Mm -hmm. um, either in the past or in the future. And it's cool. Like we don't
1: have to. Like I don't have to go to Scott or Jeremy necessarily. I would love to go to them and talk about this stuff, but it's there written down. Number one. Number two, it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what I've come to like start to develop that personal relationship. So it's available to even an idiot like me. Imagine like somebody who actually knows all the Bible, right? Imagine somebody who, who, who listened to their youth pastor. Imagine that. Imagine that
0: that's available to them. Well, that's our conversation for today but that doesn't mean the conversation is over. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these topics as well. To ask a question about anything we've discussed in this episode or to join the conversation, you can head over to fumccollingswood.org podcast. Thanks for being part of this conversation.